This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Dips inside and hits. Oh, what a goal! Right, that is from Ross Wallace. Chris Waddle, is he going to have a crack? Oh, he does, he's scored! Anything Paul Gascoigne can do, Chris Waddle can do. One by Stephen Fletcher back towards Adam Rich! You're listening to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello and welcome. Uh, I'm James Mappin and this is The Debate Show, uh, the weekly show every Friday lunchtime devoted to Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, we give you the chance to have your say and um, for us to listen to your opinion and say whatever it is that you, you have to say. If you're listening to this uh, on the podcast form and you're wondering how you can get involved, then all you need to do is just follow us uh, on Twitter. It's at WTID pod and click the purple icon at the top of the screen when we go live, as I said, every Friday at 12 o'clock. Uh, if you want to have your say, then press the microphone icon on the bottom left and request to talk. It really is that uh, that simple. Uh, now, before I bring Liam on, I just want to uh, say that we have a competition running at the moment. I've pinned it to this Twitter space. It's also pinned on our profile. So uh, just follow, like, and retweet that uh, to have the chance of winning either the home or the away shirt, whichever, win, whichever one you want to choose. Entries close a week on Wednesday, so make sure that you enter. And as always, good luck. A nice little uh, pre-Christmas treat as we near the one year mark for the podcast and uh, 100th episode which will be on uh, on Monday. Uh, as always I'm joined by Liam Russell. Liam mate how are you all right? Yeah good thank you mate how are you? Yeah good good can't believe it's been nearly a, nearly a year and 100th episode on, on Monday as well which will be uh, which will be cool. Mate it's uh, it's going well like I say I started as a, as a listener but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> exactly now again if you want to have you say then press the microphone button on the bottom left and we'll bring you into the show. Um, if you do come up to talk, you just mute yourself uh, when you're not talking. That would be brilliant. Right, um, Papa John's exit. I mean, when I were like prepping for, for this before Papa John's, I weren't really going to talk about it, to be fair, but uh, but quite a lot of you were uh, were, were upset about it. Uh, obviously, we crashed out of the Papa John's trophy, a 3-0 defeat at home to League 2 Hartlepool United. I mean, it's a competition that collectively I don't think we... Uh, wanted to be in anyway at the start of the year and quite frankly I couldn't care less about it to be to be honest um, 
obviously it was more about the performance and the application, which I admit it was absolutely awful. But were people right to be upset about it all? You know, were you one of those that were upset and angry about the defeat? Or is it just one of those games? I mean, Moore made eight changes from the side that drew 2-2 with Wickham at the weekend. You know, Wildsmith, Brown, Wing, Byers, Dele Bashiru, Corbiano, So and Berahino all came in. Out went Peacock, Frowl, Dunkley, Hunt, Bannon, Luongo, Windass, Canberra and Gregory. I think Shadipo, Brennan and Patterson were the only three that remained from the 2-2 draw at, at Wickham. Uh, and I just want to play a clip from, uh, from Darren Moore's uh, interview after the game as well. In terms of weeks, it was it's been two um, a step forward in terms of performance, but definitely two back tonight. weren't good enough tonight. Um, yeah, there was one or two tonight that we that didn't seize the opportunity tonight to take forward. Why that is? Um, there's certainly an inquest by myself and the staff into terms of the performance, in terms of where we was at, and why it was so bad tonight. It was a good opportunity for us tonight to um, play there. We, we we picked a strong enough team. Um, but the performance was more self-inflicted more than anything tonight, and that's the the most disappointing thing. Uh, it was static. There was no real movement. There was no real penetration. There was no real breaking the lines on our play. Um, we were going backwards. We was going sideways. There was none of the the, the the forward play that's that's set us apart really in the last sort of few weeks in terms of creating chances. And then at the back end of the pitch, we decided to sort of chipping with a couple of uh, giving them a couple of goals that was so un- uncharacteristic of us tonight and it just and it just started from there really and we never really recovered we huffed and puffed second half but the damage was already done in the first half yeah no we, we um we looked on it as a time um after the busy schedule to um uh, give them some time to uh, recover but we've been working um because we can't accept that um i'm not accepting that and the players know we're not accepting it, so we'll get in and work, Andy. Um, we'll get some work done in the training ground, and we'll try and fix what we what was um, so bad tonight and put it right. Because um, you know, when you put on a um, when you play for Wednesday, there's got to be a certain DNA to you, and that wasn't there tonight. We've spoken about that since I've been at the start, been at the club from since the start, and it just wasn't there tonight. Um, I said to the players, we've got to take the pats on the back when it's good. And you gotta take the um you gotta take it when it's not when it's not so bad and, and when it's not when it's bad and tonight was bad. So in terms of that, the only way you do it is get back on the training pitch. So what was looked upon as a time of off and rest will come in and work. Yeah, um obviously that's what Darren Moore had to say after that after that defeat. Um what do you think to that, Liam? Do you agree with what what he said? Yeah, I think to be honest, I won't lie to you, I, I was working so I didn't I didn't watch it and I've not I've not watched the highlights. I won't lie, but I think it's it's mainly the we like we were talking earlier today, and I just think the the opportunity for the guys who who don't play regularly, um, it's 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 disappointing for those guys, really. Yeah, um, I mean, if, if, it, it, that, that was their chance, weren't it? To be fair, that was their chance for to come in and and do something. Um, and quite frankly, they did they, they did absolutely nothing. Uh, I mean. Berahino and Silaso, as far as I'm concerned, that like I said that, that that this was their chance to to shine. This was their chance to to show to Darren Moore that you know they, they want a a place in that in that starting line. I mean whether whether a good performance against Hartlepool does put you in the picture or not, I, I don't think that you know I, I don't think that would have happened. But certainly now from what from that performance, you, you know, it's it's kind of uh, answered some of the questions. Perhaps on um, you know on, on whether some of these other players need to uh, you know play in the in the first team or not. Um, I mean, 
in terms of the pizza cup, are you that disappointed that we're out of it? No, not really. I mean, it's you know, if if you get deep into it, you know, it can be a good laugh and whatever else. And obviously, there is some monetary <clears throat> value in terms uh, of game for the club. But at the end of the day, if it's coming towards, I mean, this is very optimistic. But for example, if you are coming towards the end of the season and you do get there, but you're also in the top six. In some people's cases, like myself, I'd only be able to go to one if we did get to to Wembley, if that makes sense. So I don't know which one I'd rather be at. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, obviously, quite a lot of people were getting a bit um, irate, saying that obviously the performance just wasn't wasn't good enough and and things like that. I think I put on Twitter that you know this time next week it'll all be forgotten about. Um, you know, it's yeah, it's, it was a poor performance and it wasn't good enough. But in the you know reality of things. Most people at the start of the season were, were questioning why we even playing in this tournament. You know, playing the likes of the under twenty, under twenty three Newcastle side and and things like that. So I just felt like some of the some of the reaction that that people gave uh, after the game was a bit knee jerk. And actually, like I said in the grand scheme of things, it it doesn't don't really matter. I mean, what do you think, Ben? Uh, well, I mean, I just realised who absolutely cares whatsoever about the pizza cup. I'm sorry, but thank God we're out. I mean, I think Gary Mexer did it right away a couple of years back when we played, was it Bradford away in the first round? We went yeah. there, we passed the ball around for 90 minutes and no intention winning that game and we missed his penalties. And do you know what? If we'd have played all right last night, well, the night before and lost, so what? It's, do you, it's a mean, nothing cut, mate. It's, we're Sheffield Wednesday. We don't want to be in this league, but we are. We certainly don't want to be playing in that competition. What's the point? It could give, give us injuries. It's just... It's a nothing game. I mean, what was it? 5,000 turned up. There's under 21 teams in there. It's just a pointless competition. And as for prize money, it'll probably cost us more to put the games on, but it gives us prize money. So for me, you know, we all injuries we've got. Thank God we're out in it. Let's forget about it and move on. Do you not think it were a chance for some of the fringe players to stake a claim of and showing to Darren Moore what, what they've got? Yeah, it, it were probably, yeah, but... It's a it's a nothing competition, mate. When it's a nothing game, no disrespect to that competition, but you know, as Darren Moore told them, you know, to go a bit easy because of injuries and what have you. We don't know, do we? I know he's come out and sl- you know slammed them a little bit, but what goes off behind the scenes, we don't know, do we? So yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I think he's always got to come out and say and say that. Although saying that is that is that is the first time that he has done that this season. Um, he has been quick to defend players when uh, when there has been you know. Poor performances um, throughout the course of the season. I mean, one what thing. What I will say, I think. Go on. Sorry, Matt. I was going to say, I think the first round came in. You were having like the three, you know, group games because it, you know, maybe could give players a you know, chance to play, get some fitness into them. But now all injuries got particularly back. We don't need these extra games. I mean, we're playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, pretty much. I think every week in, in December. I mean, it's funny you know I mean? if, if you'd have said to me at the start of the season that you're going to be fielding a side that consists of Brennan. Uh, Patterson and Brown as your as your centre back trio. I, I don't think I don't well. I thought you'd in Cloud Cuckoo Land to be to be perfectly honest. But here we are fielding in that exact exact side. And yeah. you know, I mean, no dis no disrespect to to those, but you're not being that's like third choice. You know, Patterson. He's not even second. He's not even second choice in a in a back four. Well, is exactly. it? Back three. Do you know what I mean, he's he's like that's de- desperate um, desperate times there. And same with um, you know. All respect to Dunkley and Dunkley's been fantastic and everything, but at the start of the season, he's second choice, and he's he, you know 
aisle for an Hutchinson yeah. coming in front of him. So, um, yeah, we were fielding a obviously weakened side. Saying that, I think we perhaps, you know, on paper we should have um, we should have beat Arlipool, but they obviously wanted it a lot more. Uh, cheers oh. for that, Ben. I just want to bring uh, Oliver no, uh, Oliver on to the uh, to the show. Oliver, how are you go- how are you going, mate? You all right? Uh, yeah, I'm not bad, thank you, mate. How how are you? Yeah, I'm all good, all good. What do you want to have to say, Oliver? Yeah, I mean, um, I totally agree with what you're all saying in regards to uh, obviously the the cup and being involved in it. It's an extra game, and we don't want that. And we're Sheffield Wednesday, and yeah, we we don't want to be in League One, and we don't want to be playing in in that cup. But the fact of the matter is that we are in it, and when you're in it, you play to win. Um, I don't care what team we are, we think we're Sheffield Wednesday, but we, we must play to win. Um, I'm not going to single any players out, because uh, that's not what I want to do. Um, but I personally don't want that mentality running through my football club of when you're given a chance, you know, you've got to take it. Um, and some of them players were provided a, a chance on, on a silver plate to go out and state their claim. Uh, into the first team, really, and I, I don't think any of them did that. Are, are um, you saying? Obviously, you said there, you know, we played to win. Are you, are you suggesting that that they wasn't they, they didn't want to win that game? Well, via the perf- I'm not saying that they went out there not to win, but via the performance, you know, <laughs> were, were they up for winning? I don't know. They didn't look like it. Um, I think there was a moment in sort of around the 28th minute that typified it for me. A couple of the players, I won't name them, were having a bit of a dig at each other and it just, yeah, that for me, it, I just don't want that. I want uh, I want a winning mentality at my club and that starts from, it starts from the bottom right to the top, you, you know, and... So, you, I mean, in terms of selection, like I said, they, they made eight changes. Um, yeah, yeah. Quite a lot of them were players that we've not seen a great deal of this season. Obviously, Berahino's come off the bench quite a few times, but still yeah. so... Um, um, Shadipo, he's not played a great deal. All right, he did play against um, against Wickham. Um, are you saying that we should have perhaps fielded a bit more, a bit of a stronger side? Obviously, injuries and, and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I know with the injury situation, and you've got to be careful, aren't you, with with your better players? And at the end of the day, the focus is the league. But um, you need that winning mentality to take into the league, and that that result it it will affect the squad. And for me, football is a squad game. You look at any good squads um, and and that winning mentality has to be through. And when you get that chance to step in, you know, you need, you need to state your claim and, and take that forward. And I don't think, well, like you say, Berahino didn't do much um, and a few others, but yeah. Great, great stuff. Cheers for that, uh, Oliver. Uh, if you do want to get involved, then pre- press that request to talk button on the on the bottom left, and we'll obviously bring you up into the uh, into the show. I mean, you know, mentioned there about the the fringe players. I mean, someone who I'm uh, obviously disappointed in is is Lewis Wing. I think that he's um, he's not done anything, you know, flat to deceive for for most of the season. He has had. Um, Chances, you know, he has had a, a bit of a run in the side. Um, and just looking, he's made what 12 appearances or started 12 games and come off the bench twice as well. Um, he was another one that had a pretty, pretty poor game. Obviously, there's, there's talk of him going back, uh, back to Middlesbrough in uh, in January. I mean, what, what do you think to, to, to Lewis Wing, uh, Liam? Yeah, pretty similar. He's not, he's, he's not impressed, has he, really? He's not, he's not done anything to make you think, oh, yeah. 
I'm glad we've we've signed him. Or but he's one of the players you know, that this, yeah. when we signed him, I was I was genuinely excited. I mean, he scored that wonder goal, didn't he, against Cardiff for Rotherham in the last on the last day of the season, and I thought, hey, well, we've got a decent player in his hands here, but it's, it's not it's not transpired that way, has it? No, no. Um, yeah, I was I was the same to be honest. I thought oh, I could be a decent little player here, but have you got? I have just... you? I mean, have we got a question in the recruitment from from Darren Moore? Um, he signed fourteen players. And you you look at the I mean I'll just list off the ones he's signed Gregory, Bailey Peacock, Farrell, Berahino, Dennis Adeniran, Lewis Wing, George Byers, uh, Gibson, Johnson, Mendes, Lang, obviously recently Corbiano, Shadipo, Cambere, Siliso, Hunt, and Brown. And looking from those, I'd probably say Lee Gregory, fantastic signing. Corbiano is obviously showing. Uh, glimpses of what he can do when he's had a, a de- you know he's had a bit of a run in the side. Dennis Adeniran before his injury for the start of the season he were fantastic. Other than that, I mean Bailey Peacock foul. I think he, he's a good signing. All right, he's made made the mistakes that he's made, but Canberra's starting to come into a bit of form. Jack Hunt, all right, but we already knew about him before. Uh, obviously, he's played you know he played for us you know a few years ago, but the other ones you know. Berahino, Wing, Byers, Gibson, Johnson, Shadipo, So, Brown. They've like it's almost like we're, we're throwing shit at a wall and and see what can stick. Obviously, yeah, there is a few good players, but some I, I were excited at the start of the season, but most of them aren't even playing. Yeah, I mean Johnson. To be fair, obviously we gave him some flack at the start of the season and whatever else, but I think he's proved his worth when he did slot in and that centre half, you know. Role, yeah, um, and the rest of them are still just. I just like we've said before. I just think we were shopping in such a small market in the freezing uh, loans and what have you. They're just not all going to work. And like the, you know, yeah, some of these that are on loan, you can, you know, you can send them back. Yeah. So yeah, maybe does. look to get somebody else in. Oliver, do you want to add something there? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean. Obviously, it was a big job, weren't it, for Darren Moore to bring in uh, the players that he did and fair play to him. You know, like you say, it was um, the market wasn't massive for him to shop in and he brought in, obviously, for free and on loan and he did well to get all those players in. But like you said, Liam, as well, you've got to take a gamble on him, aren't you? And sometimes it's not going to work out. Um, like, Lewis Wing is a perfect example, like you mentioned him. You, we know how good he is. He's, you know, he's he's proved it at championship level. But for whatever reason, it's just not come come to fruition for him. And I'm I'm actually quite gutted about that because there's obviously a player in there, but I don't know what's sort of gone wrong there. I suppose we'll have to ask him. <laughs> I mean, obviously, another thing. Obviously, do we do we trust Darren Moore that he can get the recruitment right in uh, in January? I mean, I just want to bring Tom into the show. Tom, mate, how are you? All right. Yeah, good mate yourself. Yeah, I'm uh, all uh, all good. What is it you want to have a talk about, Tom? Well, obviously, you've been talking about the recruitment side of it, and I question how many of the players that Moore signed are his actual first picks and the actual process in the back background in what happens, based on obviously like Cecilia Sal and Canberra. For me, there's no way Darren Moore's got a full dossier on them two players. It will literally be. I need, I need this type of player. He'll go to recruitment or go to the board, and they'll provide him with options. Yeah. And then from there, he's going to have to try and take a guess on which is 
the right picks for him. Yeah, obviously, like Sir Greg, Ray Mendes, Lang, Gibson, Peacock, Farrell, he'll know them and his team around him will know who they are. But these, like, as I say, Canberra and Silasau, I mean, will he really know that much about them? I think they're just punts and Canberra's doing okay, uh, but Silasau, he's, he's miles off it. And I think those that played the other night, they've shot themselves in foot because I don't think many are going to play much more now we're out, we're out the pizza cup. It's not like we've got the FA Cup. It's not like we've got the League Cup to give them the opportunity. Their playing time is going to be very limited. And just on Lewis Wing, it's, it's good that he's on loan and we can just send him back. <laughs> <laughs> do, yeah. do you know what I mean? Te- technically, he's, he's decent, but he's, he's just not doing it. And for me, I'd send him back if we can and I'd try and get Alex Unpack because looking at reports... You've got a couple of Prem clubs and Championship clubs looking at Alex Hunt. Yeah, and I think I he's, out, he's out of contract as well at the end, end of the season. As, uh, so, yeah, they'll be obviously sniffing and hopefully that's not another, um, you know, not another, what's it, uh, Rigidi and um, sure that's it, yes, yeah, uh, and Shaw situation where they just leave on a on a free. Um, yeah, I mean... Because he's, a, he's, a, he's like a, a risk-free punt for them. Like, let, I think I've seen Brighton, Everton and Leicester like if if Brighton take Alex on, they'll be on small ages. You you take him, play him in under twenty threes, and if he's any good, then great for them. If he don't work, he just goes back to another club. Yeah, I mean you, you mentioned there about the fact that they're not going to have any chances. You know, the Pizza Cup were perhaps a chance for them and fringe players to play. I mean, do we need to see the reserve league come back? You know, under twenty three standard is it's not very good, is it? You know, when you. Um, you know, you see the the, the, the games in, in under twenty three and what have you. It's it's not very competitive. I mean, obviously we speak speak to quite a lot of you know former players and what have you, and a lot of th- things that people say. You know, especially those from like the nineties, early two thousands, is the, the reserve league were were a big deal back then. You know, like they wanted to win it. You know, if they weren't playing in the first team, that were you know they got bonuses off the off the back of it and stuff like that. I mean, is that is that something that we need to bring back? I mean, I know it's not like not exactly a Sheffield Wednesday decision to make, but. You know the the under twenty three standard is you know it's not it's not really working, is it? I don't think it'd be a bad thing. I can remember going years ago to watch David Hurst and his comeback against Man United in reserves. I think there were about twelve thousand fans there for a reserves game. <laughs> yeah, but do, do you know what I mean? Because he's coming back, and Man United they sent players that didn't play on the Saturday, so yeah. they'll have had some some decent players in there as well. But obviously, football as we know is changing. Can you imagine? Like Saberi Hino, Byers, Silasau, turning up for reserve games. Their attitude, like footballers now, their attitude is all wrong. Then they're, they're going to be thinking: if I play a reserve game and I get a bad injury, my contract's up in summer, and if I break my leg, nobody's going to nobody want to give me a contract or buy me. So, are they really going to play in a reserve game that means nothing? That could they could have one bad injury and then that's them done. So, I'd like to see it back. But the reality is, footballers nowadays, I don't think they'd, they'd buy into it personally. Yeah, it's a good point to good point to make. I mean, something else that's uh, obviously happened recently that uh, we perhaps need to need to talk about is obviously the um, season ticket. Um, the fact that they've launched the early bird season tickets in December uh, it almost feels like you've been, um, you know. Held to ransom in terms of you know the fact that if you don't sign up in the first week, it goes up by a tenner and another tenner the week after that. Um, I mean, what 
Liam, what's your thoughts on on the whole season ticket issue? I mean, for me, it just screams the um, that we ain't got any money, and he's trying to get money in quick. I know there's been reports to say that that's not the case, but there's been things said before that aren't true either. Yeah, I think well, money. Well, you say money aside, obviously it is about money, but in terms of like money for the club, I just think the timing of it's awful. Um, like like we were discussing earlier, if they'd have announced that they were going to do this last month or whatever else, I don't know. I just think it's another, you know, kicking the uh, proverbials, let's say. <laughs> for yeah. fans, it's just, it's just I, like personally, I can't do it now. But then, even in the you know in the the article, the statement that was released by the club, it's like, oh well, later in the year we think the ones on the cop will be four hundred and fifteen pound from what they are now. What is it, three fifty five, whatever it is? It's like you've been, you know, if you're not in the position to do it, we're going to get punished again, and it's it's, it's almost like it's almost like a win win for the club, isn't it? It's almost like a win-win for the club because those that can afford it will just buy it and that's it because they want to buy it at the cheapest price they, they can possibly can. And those that can't afford to buy it will probably buy it when they can afford it, which is which will be when it's even more expensive. So it is, it is just, it almost feels like the, the club, I mean, I thought we were, we were, we were like a couple of steps forward in terms of yeah, the decisions that we're that. making. But then it, it's almost like now that we've, you know, two steps forward and, I don't know if it's one step back or two steps back because it, it, the the backlash from from all the fans. I mean, if you just want to go on the on the Twitter post that, that the club put out, and you, you can, I think there's hundreds of replies, and not one of them is in favour of the decision. Everyone's slating it, and you know that's all the only the people that have replied is there's obviously all the other people that have not said anything at all. But the, you know, I, I don't think I've spoken to anyone that's um, that's been in agreement with that decision. Yeah. It's just like, and you announce it now, and, you know, I'm, I'm on my own, so it doesn't really matter. But if you've got families and whatever else, and you take two kids, yourself, whoever, who's going to be, like, and at this point, most people have already got all the whatever else for Christmas, and it's not a, I just, it, it just doesn't sit with me. It doesn't sit well with me. I'm not. But the point you've got as well is that people are saying, oh, vote with your feet and just don't don't buy them, but... People will buy them, like as much as much as people are saying. I mean, I will. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm fortunate in a position. I can, I can just, you know, um, buy the ticket, ne- you know, next week. But there's a lot of people that that aren't, um, and but they, but they will, they will buy the ticket because they want it at the cheapest price. And it's it's almost like, like I said, I mean, is it normally February time when these early bird tickets come out, or some, something like that? It's you know, it's never normally. I think yeah, f- February March time ish. I think. But uh, I don't know, and even just the fact that they're saying, "Oh well, they're going to be more expensive next year, no matter what happens," as well. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think we. I, I, I don't think that decision was. It's not been made with the fans at heart, has it? Put it put it that way. It's just been a, a decision that's, like I said, it screams cash flow. Well, just the to whole me. the whole thing as well. Like fair enough, like we're saying, we're not asked whatever else, but we have just been pumped 3-0 next day, are you? <laughs> get your early bird season ticket, lads. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if we, if we make it to the championship, you'll get it for cheaper. Body, body, body. It's just, I don't know. It's just like you say, you think, oh, you know, Darren Moore, more of a long-term manager, not a short fix, all this, that and the other, and then it's just like, boom, 
Chanzeri's back, back at his finest. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a sign. He's come back in the country. And if if anyone wants to have their say as well, press the request to talk button on the bottom left. Get involved. Uh, have have your say um, on anything that we've talked about today, whether that's you know the tickets, uh, season tickets, whether that's um, the three 0 defeat at Hartlepool. I mean, like we we discussed earlier as well. I just think I'm not, you know, I'm not a businessman. I'm not business savvy, but surely you'd think dropping season ticket prices a bit, getting more people into the ground in the first instance would benefit in, fair enough, it's probably more of a long-term thing, but more fans in the ground. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Better for the team. More money through concourse, you know, whatever else. Long, longer Surely. queues inside the concourse as well. That would be, won't it? That would be... Uh... <laughs> Surely, but like, I know you say, obviously, more people, more staff and whatever else. It's got a lot to it. But I just think at the end of the day, and this is obviously my opinion and whatever else. That's what we want, your but, opinions, Liam. But, you know, all, you know, there's certain fans, oh, he's got best intentions at heart, this, that and the other. It's his fault where we are. He's running our club. But yeah, yeah, again, it's the fans that you've that, got yeah. it. You've got it all wrong there, Liam. We're not fans; we're customers. Remember, right, uh, I just want to bring uh, Mike on. Uh, Mike, how are you going, mate? You all right? Yeah, not bad, guys. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, good, good. Uh, I mean, interesting. Uh, what's going on with these uh, season tickets? Uh, just to sort of uh, bring a little bit of, I don't know, clarity to it. So, I guess you guys will remember it was January 2020 when the the 10 year season ticket was launched. Yes. And then um, the purchase deadline for the early bird season tickets uh, for the uh, next season, which was 2021 was the 10th of February. So this is being brought forward by a couple of months, essentially is what the club are doing. I mean, I I don't know any other club uh, that does season ticket sales this side of Christmas. No. Um, You know, that's, that strikes me as, as strange um you're right it does raise questions about cash flow um whether that is for some spending in the january transfer window or whether that is to do with the fact that sheffield wednesday would get a six point deduction uh, if they don't play their players on time in december yeah um that that also lingers in the background of this discussion we don't know uh, why sheffield wednesday are doing this but it does look like a bit of a, a pr fail um and I guess just in terms of the amount of revenue it would generate, I mean, you can do some kinds of back of the envelope calculations. Let's say, because we know, give or take, it's probably about the last time they did early bird sales, it was about 12,000 season ticket holders. That's my understanding anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's so the number that I've got in my head as well, yeah. Yeah, so let's say they sold 10,000 of these 
and the average cost because people some buying the cops some were buying the north stand some of the south stand let's say the average price is about 400 quid yeah we've generated four million pounds for the football club doing this at this time if that is indeed the number that you sell that you everyone know. buys them yeah yeah you know this is this is how how it would look so if you are trying to get some cash now doing the season tickets is obviously a good way of doing it but of course you can only do it once um and you can't come back again the sympathy i do have with sheffield wednesday is the fact that of course they they couldn't sell any season tickets last year every club was in the same position um but again you know they've not been able to kind of for want of a better phrase dip into this particular well for nearly two years so i can understand why sheffield wednesday might want to do this and might want to do it earlier but yeah the timing it seems pretty ill thought through but for me you would think if there was any other way for sheffield wednesday not to do this you'd think they would do it because of the reaction they've got yeah but for me it's it's like Yes, you get the money now, but like you said, you can't do it. The money's going to come in at some point, and all all you're doing is, you know, all you're doing is just infuriating the fan base, which is already riled up with, you know, season ticket refunds. I've seen people saying that they've still not got theirs from yeah. whenever it, whenever that was. It seems so long ago now that that saga all started, and um, yeah, like I said, you, you get the money. It's like it's like a short term fix, but actually, as it feels like it has a detriment to the actual. Long to you know because fa- fans. I know Chancery talks to you know as mentioned and called as customers and things like that, which oh, that didn't go down very well either. But a football club is a lot, lot, a lot different to any other sort of business, and you know it's not like a, a shop like in Meadow Hall or anything, anything like that. Um, people will keep coming back, and they and they will you know whether whether we're playing in League One, League Two, Conference, Premiership, wherever, there will still be fans there. You know, not, everyone's not just going to suddenly just disappear and go away. So, you know, even if the t- ticket prices were twice as much as what they are now, there will be some people that still still pay it and 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 things. And you know, such is the you know the fan base that we've that we've got. But you've got to, you know, you can't just play on that all all the time. You've got to. No, no, I completely get what you're saying. I mean, and, and you know, to go back to like the ten year season ticket. You know, that was based on the idea of, well, people are always going to buy the season tickets, so why not, you know, get the money now and, and you know, help the club through a, a difficult time. I know one person who owns a, a 10-year season ticket. I, I don't know how many the club ever sold of those. But, Probably two, uh, I think. I, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't see it being many. Um, no, no, at, I at can't. But, 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 you know, when, when he was explaining this to me, he's like, well, I'm going to go for the next 10 years anyway. And I'm in a fortunate position where I can essentially, I can pay up front. So I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Um, so there must have, you know, they're clear there were, there were at least a few people in that sort of situation. But again, you can't go back to them in the no. future and, and go, can you? So you're right. It, it is short term. And, and, and so many things that Sheffield Wednesday have done over the last five years since Dave Ponchansiri uh, has been running the club have been short term you know there was the supercharged attempt to essentially buy the way to the premier league and promotion when that didn't work well, what's the short term solution to dealing with financial fair play oh we'll sell the stadium yeah when that didn't work what's the short term solution after that well we'll change managers there were four different managers last season to try and make sure they didn't go down that didn't work and this seems to be maybe another short term fix and if you're looking at, at Sheffield Wednesday and thinking well how many more 
times can the club not learn this lesson? That you know, that, I mean, what? How many more examples do they need? Um, that long-term thinking needs to be part of what they do. It, it doesn't seem that the message is or the penny is dropping at the moment. No. Uh, yeah, Tom, do you want to have to, something to say on this ticket issue? Yeah, I'll just keep it short because obviously we spoke about it quite a lot. Um, you're right with the concerns of fans leading up to Christmas. I've got my granddad who's just on state pension. He goes, he gets season ticket every year, but obviously it's come at the come at the wrong time. Uh, my uncle, two kids, it's probably seven and a half hundred quid for him. Um, so it, yeah, it has come at the wrong time. But one thing that, well, a couple of things that concerns me is why Chancery in the country at this moment in time, and it seems to be around about this time the last two or three years, that the players don't get paid this month. It dates back to when Wednesday played Charlton away and we won 3-1, I believe. Yeah. The players didn't get paid that, that December. And then since then, round about this time every year, this seems to be an issue. And it's just wor- it's worrying for me. And I think Mike mentioned it then. If we don't pay him on time, we get a six-point deduction. So I think he's panicking personally. And... It would be an absolute sucker punch to us as fans, more as the manager and the players, if we are where we are now, and then in a couple of months we're still in the same position or even higher in the table, and due to wages not being paid, we get deducted six points. I think a majority of the fan base is starting to turn on the chairman. I think if that happens... I think he won't be welcome back in Hillsborough again, personally. It's funny because, um, obviously, you know, last season it were Chancery out, you know, everyone were quite vocal about it. And then throughout the summer, everyone seems to have, it seems to have gone away, whether the fact is because he wasn't in the public eye and he was back, you know, back home in Thailand and couldn't come back over here. But everyone weren't talking, nobody were talking about him. Everyone were, you know, that were it. Everyone was saying, oh, he's done great. He's, you know, he's let the reins off a little bit and, and he's let Darren Moore do what he wants to do. But, but I think you're right. What you what you're saying, I think um, doing doing this, whether it's been forced or or not, uh, it's certainly not had the desired effect. I mean, Ben, do you want to add your um, thoughts on it all? Yeah, I wonder if he's panicking because of coronavirus and this new uh, new variant we've got. I'm just wondering if he's thinking, dear, if it gets bad, we could have another lockdown. And I wonder if he's just panicking and just wants to get as much funds in as he can. Because uh, yeah, I've just got a bad feeling about it. It's He's only been in what the country? What two weeks, if that? It's caused um, it's caused more havoc in them two weeks than he than he has for the, I mean, you know. I can't think of that guy's name. It's been running the club like commercial side. Uh, Do- Liam Dooley. That's the one. Yeah, he's been doing such a good job. We've had, you know we've had a pretty let's be fair behind the scenes this season. It's gone pretty smoothly. We've got plenty of signings in. Had much controversy, and then all of a sudden he's back in the country for what less than two weeks, and already he's. Well, he's uproar, isn't he? So I just think he might be panicking because of Corona and think, oh, crack, if there's another lockdown, we're not going to get any funds in. And uh, it's just ridiculous, really, isn't it? I mean, yeah, come yeah. on, give it at least yeah. a couple That's of That's a really interesting point, Ben, actually, just, just on that. I mean, I, the, the thing is, last summer, there was still the concerns about well, where where is Dapon Chansiri getting his money from at the moment because it, 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 it's either he didn't want to spend more money on the club and he made noises about the club being more sustainable in the future or, in fact, he just didn't have the funds anymore to, to do it. But last summer, it seemed like the club was being supported financially because, well, you just listed earlier on, 14 signings were made. There is, you know, clearly a bit of investment so that Darren Moore could put together a squad that, you know, ideally would compete in League One to get back into the championship as, as quickly as possible. And then you get 
this sort of season ticket thing where you're thinking, well, hang on a minute, has the money dried up again? Um, and and again, it might not be the case. It might just be that Sheffield Wednesday thought this was a good idea. But, you know, I, I, I can't see the, the logical explanation for that other than there is some kind of cash issue. It, it's, it always it's, seems the message chances of there's never a plan ahead. It doesn't seem like there's like a 12, 18, two-year plan. So he's always reacting to what's happening at the time. So I don't know. It may be that. It might not be. But I say it's just a bit worrying, I think, at the minute. Cheers for that, Dom. I just want to bring um, another... Sorry, cheers, Ben. I want to bring Dom into the uh, conversation. How are you, mate? You all right? Hello, James Ta- and Liam. Enjoy the uh, pods. Enjoy the work. I just thought I'd uh, have a listen uh, and uh, join the discussion because obviously uh, it's been a bit of a talking point. It's been interesting to hear a lot of the views from fans and Mike and everybody else. Um, as, yeah, it has... Created a bit of a hornet's nest, hasn't it, over the last twenty-four hours? Definitely. Obviously, you've been, um, you know, gauging the reaction and and things. It's it's not gone down well, has it, Dom? No, there has been a very strong reaction to it. Um, as I sort of wrote yesterday, I, I think that the concept of them freezing the ticket prices, I, it, if this was launched in January then I think everyone would be fine with it if they were given notice. It's the timing. It's the timing is all wrong. Uh, and that they've done this and given people only a couple of days and then it's the sort of the three periods, isn't it, of where one week it goes up, then in the second week and then in the third week. Uh, and, and that's why I think that, you know, fans, I completely understand and, and you know, why they're angry and why they feel let down in terms of the lack of communication. I think the thing the as well is if it if it happened every December, every year, you're kind of used to it and you know when it's going to happen and you might perhaps make um, decisions throughout the course of the year that means that when it comes to it, you've got enough money to, to, to pay for it, whereas it's just it's come totally out of the blue. It's literally, like I said, what, four days' notice. I mean, do you think they're going to turn turn back on the on the decision and perhaps change it maybe... Extend extend it until till after the Christmas uh, period. I've spoken to a few club officials, and my understanding is that right now I don't think they're going to do a U turn or they're going to backtrack on on anything. But you know, I think this is going to run and run, isn't it? You know that I think this has you know seriously. It, annoyed fans and I, I completely understand you know where they're coming from on this issue I just think that the timing is so wrong and uh, you know you've got fans who turn around saying that this is another example of how out of touch the fans are um it's sorry the fans are so you know the club are with the fans um by doing this and so it's, um, I just find it yeah. annoying because it, it, I felt like we were making steps forward, and Liam came in, and the things that he's been doing behind the scenes, I think, look good. You know, the the kit launch was like the first thing that he did, which are only a minor thing, but that was you know a, a pos- you know well received, and that was positive. I, mean, I saw that they were doing you know hospitality packages for the uh, for the pizza cup on on Wednesday. I mean, I don't know how many people bought into that, but that seemed like a decent price. You know, to sit in the box for a for a game, which you know not many people get a chance to do because of how expensive it is, and. You know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of good things that have been happening and then it just feels like all that good work's just been kind of unravelled somewhat. I, I think what we should say as well, James, is that uh, I think for balance is that, you know, clearly this isn't going to be a Liam Dooley decision. Oh, no, definitely. You know, this, this, yeah. is, this is the, 
at the senior management team and that this will have been in the works for a couple of weeks at least. And so that's where, again, you look at it and you think it's a bit puzzling that this hasn't been communicated effectively to the fan base. And, you know, that's why the fans are rightly up in arms about it. Well, by all accounts, someone's come out on Twitter and said that, uh, you know, the engagement panel had been consulted and they said um, quite strongly to go against it. But obviously... um, that was never listened to. So whether that's true or not, I don't, uh, I don't know. I just want to move move off from the the ticket saga and just move on to the uh, obviously the next game. We've got no game this weekend, unfortunately, but uh, we get Portsmouth on Tuesday night, or is it or is it Wednesday or Tuesday? You know, it's changed that many that many times. Uh, but yeah, um, Portsmouth they're on a fantastic run at the at, uh, at the moment. Um, what I think there's something like eight games unbeaten. Um, in all competitions, you know we're on a decent run, run ourselves. Um, Liam, um, how do you see that one going on uh, on Tuesday, mate? Yeah, I think I think it should be a good game. To be honest, um, I'm not. I don't. I don't even know in terms of a result. I think we could finish it though. I mean, we, we, we tend we tend to play better, don't we, against the better sides? Um, that's that's one thing. You know, we played well against Wickham. It's, it, I know it's been a blip against Hartlepool, but the you know the momentum is there. I mean, we, we, we're totally second string side. Like I said, there was only three players that played in that uh, in the game against uh, against Wickham that played against Hartlepool. So, in terms of you know, I, I don't really think it's going to dented the the confidence. Um, I said we don't we didn't really want to be in that competition anyway. But you know, looking at looking at the form that, that Portsmouth are in, obviously it looks like, you know, they, they are, I think, well, they are the informed side in terms of, uh, you know, the last six games, five wins and one draw. Um, I think, you know, a point would be, would be a good, uh, a good result. I've always said, win your games at home and, and draw your games away and you, you're not going to be too far off come, come the end of the season. Um, one thing I'm worried about is George Hurst, not that he's a good player or anything, just that, Whenever former players play against us, they're always destined to uh, to get on the score sheet. Um, ben, what what do you think uh, on on Tuesday? Are you uh, are you optimistic about about going down to Portsmouth? Yeah, yeah. That, so we're playing well at the minute in the league. Really, the last few games we've massively improved. Um, so I forget the Pizza Cup game; it's irrelevant. So yeah, I fancy his chances. Uh, the only thing that concerns me is. I mean, how many games have we had on Sky that's finished nil-nil? Every time we're on Sky, it feels like it's nil-nil. It's Sky TV a curse. So, I mean, I fancy it to win, to be honest with you. We're playing well. Um, I think it, the worst it'll be a draw, but I fancy it's maybe a 2-0, 3-0. Um, yeah, I think we'll win. Obviously, on that, you know, comparing us to the side that played against Wickham, do you think that Darren Moore's going to make many changes? Obviously, Shadipo played instead of Corbiano. Uh, do you think Corbiano's going to come back in against Portsmouth? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's been playing really well in the league. I think you have to rest him. I mean, he's only young. He hasn't played that much this season. Uh, I say he put a right shift in, what, against uh, Accrington, um, I say the last two games. So, yeah, I think he just rested him. And uh, I think he's what he's had, well, there's a week between the two games, isn't there, really? So, yeah, I think he'll come back and play. I mean, fingers crossed, Palmer will be uh, back in contention as well. It'll be interesting to hear what. Adebayo Akinfenwa had to say, um, you know, saying that they were both Dunkley and Patterson were. What they call them monsters, um, in, especially in the air. Anyway, um, obviously, you know that not being Patterson's favoured position. But yeah, if uh, fingers crossed that Palmer's going to be uh, 
I mean, just in regards to Palmer, I mean, what an underrated player he is. I mean, he gives his all every game. He gets criticism, I think, wrongly. And I think he's been brilliant this season. Um, so, yeah, and I think we're missing him and, uh, yeah, hope he's back. Well, he's Mr. Consistent, he's isn't he? Liam Palmer's yeah, just, he, I've said it before, he, he ain't going to give you a 9 or a 10 performance. I don't think he's ever given us a 10 out of 10 performance. He might be one or two occasions, but out of the 950 games he's played for us, <laughs> it feels like it anyway, um, you'd like to think you'd have at least, you know, one or two uh, well, more ten out of ten performances, but but he, he never really has a bad game either. He, he never. No. He, I'm sure gonna, you know people are going to be tweeting saying, "Oh, what about this game? What about that game?" But you can't really remember games where he's had an absolute shocker. He'll always be a seven or eight in terms of a rating. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Dom always has him as a seven or eight, straight nailed on every time uh, you would do, he does his ratings. And I think we have to remember as well. He used to be what a central midfielder at start. Yeah. Dave Jones trying him at right back, then he's playing left back, centre off. He's never playing his a natural position, so yeah, no fair play. So I think he's been brilliant this season. Do you think that's fair to say, Dom? Yeah, I would say so. He's been one of the most consistent performers, definitely. I gave him eight out of ten, I think, for his performance and his two assists against Accrington. Uh, yeah, it was hard not to give him an eight and you know, good win for Wednesday that day. And yeah, you know, coming back to Portsmouth, um, you know, I look at it. I think you're completely right that you know in terms of the results and performances they they have really turned up by and large against the the better teams. I think they've picked up 13 points from the you know, the six matches that they played against all you know the teams in that top six right now. So, well, yeah, I'm just looking you know, at Rotherham. We beat we beat Rotherham at their place. We beat Wigan. Wigan we drew. Plymouth, all right, we got beat by Plymouth, uh, one of the three defeats that we've had. Sunderland, we beat Sunderland. MK Dons, we beat them. So what's that? Four four wins, one draw, and uh, and a defeat against the, the top six sides. Um, then below us, we've got Oxford, Portsmouth, Burton, who we've not played, Ipswich. But yeah, the top six, it's, that looks it looks pretty good. It does, yeah. It's just it's that record against some of the teams, you know, at the bottom end where they have dropped points when they got the noses in front and then it's been those individual lapses and concentration. Uh, and that's where I think the frustration lies really is that Wednesday, I think should have had more points on the board. There's been too many draws as we know, but you still look at it and go three defeats and 20 league matches. So that is what Darren Moore has done has, has made the team very resilient and hard to beat. And yeah, I, I don't read too much into the result the other night. It, it was largely the sort of squad players, the backup players, the guys who haven't had as much game time. And what they've done is they've played their way, you know, out of contention for Portsmouth and probably over the Christmas period is, is my sort of reading of it. And Darren Moore will go back to the big hitters at Portsmouth and I expect there to be a good performance on Wednesday to come away with a result. Yeah. Um, Tom, I'm just going to come to come to you then on, on, on Portsmouth. Uh, a bit of a prediction then, what, you, what you're expecting on Tuesday night. Uh, one one, I think. What? Who's going to score? It's got to, it's got to be uh, George Hurst, then it surely. Uh, Mark Sinus for them and Gregory for us. Good stuff. And uh, Oliver, are you going to give us a score prediction? Yeah, uh, I'm going to be positive. Obviously, at start we're a bit negative, but I'll, I'll go positive, and I expect a reaction from from them, even though some of them didn't play. Um, I reckon we'll go for two one and. You've got to put a tenner on George Hurst to score, haven't you? Definitely, definitely. I mean, I've said it that many times now. I've got to do it, and I said, to be to be fair, I don't know what his odds are, but uh, but yeah, it's nailed on. Just like was it was it um, last time? It were um, Redain again. Redain 
Vidane, yeah, Vidane, Vidane Oliver. I'm thinking the Fletcher, uh, Stoke last last season when he uh, when he scored up against us, it's uh, it's just absolutely nailed on that they're gonna gonna get a goal. But uh, but yeah, I'm just gonna uh, wrap it up there. Uh, thanks one, everyone. One, one last thing. That go I on, Liam. Go on. Out there. Go on. Wait, wait, one thing that me and my mates and the group that I go with laugh about whenever we're on Sky, if we play well, I don't think there's a market for it, but if you could. Barry Baden for Man of the Match. They absolutely love him on Sky. <laughs> if Wednesday win and we play well, Man of the Match, Barry Bannon. Come and say, hello, Barry Bannon. Barry Bannon. Well, yeah, I mean... Just something there that made me laugh. Just, oh, just on that one, do you, do you think that we're... We're Barry Bannon. Do you think we expect too much of him? Because, I mean, we've bashed him on here many a times. Um, it's like, because we know of what he's capable of. If he doesn't put in them that 10 out of 10 performance... You know, it obviously comes in for a lot of criticism, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think I think it's a we do we do expect a lot of him, but I think he expects he him himself as well. He expects a lot from himself, which sometimes I don't want to say. Well, it's the only way I can think about putting it, but sometimes he thinks about himself a bit more. He's only thinking for the team, but sometimes for me, it comes across a bit selfish sometimes when he does go into that mindset, but he's, you know, we've discussed it loads. He's a great player and we probably do. In short, we probably do expect too much from him at times. There we go. Leave on that bombshell. Uh, Barry Bannon, selfish. Well, I did, I did. Do you know what I mean? You know what I'm... <laughs> that'll, get, that'll be getting clipped <laughs> and, uh, and, and put out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've said it you've said it now you said it right cheers guys for, for joining Mike Ben Tom Dom Oliver thanks for uh, thanks for taking part we do really appreciate it uh, obviously we'll be back again on Monday with um, the 100th episode uh, which will be uh, nice um, got a bit, something a bit different for your um, on, on Monday as well right? seems like there's no game to talk about on, uh, on Saturday but yeah um, thank you very much everyone and we'll see you all next week days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.